at a time when the pandemic forced schools to close and massively disrupted the learning process of billions of children an ngo nai disha based out of gurgaon taught over 100 children most of these children belong to parents who uh, are the mig- uh, migrant laborers and uh, at a drop of a hat they are with you for 2 months and they go away to the village for 2 months and when they come back they are absolutely blank some of them don't even come back after we've spent about 3 4 years with them you're listening to the quince podcast My name is Anjali and you are listening to News and Views. And today I am in conversation with Seema Seth, the founder of Nayi Disha. After 25 years of working in the corporate world, Mrs. Seth founded the NGO to work with children from marginalized communities in Gurgaon and prepare them for formal education. So Mrs. Seth, let's start with how did Nayi Disha come about? I spent a lot of time um doing voluntary work at the various government schools in 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 Gurgaon. I would uh, use an auto wala who would uh, drive me to the government school and bring me back and I was doing it pretty frequently. So one day he turned around and asked me he says ma'am uh aap yahan pe padhane ke liye paise lete ho? I said no. I I I said I like I do it because I like to spend time with children and I like to teach them. So he says I live in a basti and that basti is full of children who keep running around all day and uh, have had absolutely no education so why don't you start teaching them there So I said okay I mean it was just a casual conversation I said okay you get me two rooms there and I will start a school And uh, lo and behold he did get me two rooms in the basti and on in march 2014 to be precise march 19th 2014 we started naidisha with 35 children two rooms and two teachers uh, so this is called it's in a basti called harijan colony in dlf phase 5 in gurgaon uh, so to get a better understanding can you tell us how do the classrooms at naidisha function what age are students usually admitted in and what are the kind of subjects that they are taught we started the school with just about providing these children the basic education and along with education some good habits and stuff like that then in 2016 um, we realized that some of these children are ready to go to senior classes we had only basic education like kg and uh, nursery kg and class 1 so we approached uh, mainstream schools around us which is like dps shiksha kendra amitasha which is amity international school and uh, we started uh, admitting children to these mainstream schools and we started doing that pretty successfully and to date we have admitted almost about 200 children into various schools in gurugram uh, today totally we have about 170 children in both the schools right so mrs seth when you're teaching these children informally how do you instill that sense of seriousness towards education and classes you know we give them uniforms we give them uniform because we want them to have an identity we want them to associate uh, coming to school with discipline to say that i belong to a school called naidisha and this is the uniform i wear 
we give them uh, these name cards and everything you know brightly painted clean classrooms nice benches because i don't want the children to ever think that you know they were they study in a school which they're not proud of and mrs seat with education in marginalized communities the first step i, I think would be to convince these parents uh, and explaining them the need for it so how did you approach them and was there any hesitation from their side especially you know given that most if not all of these parents would be uneducated so um, they are basically drivers they are guards housemaids uh, vegetable sellers so that's the background of the people that we work with so uh, we've been struggling with that a lot in fact we keep talking to the parents so it's not about educating the students uh but it's also about educating the parents to say there's a future for them here they feel their liability is over you know they've sent the, the daughter away or the son to the village now whatever happens will happen in the village and the village people whether it's their parents or whoever they are responsible because here they leave the homes at 7 they come back at 7 in the evening what the children do during the day they have no control over it's a very good deal for most of the parents to say at least for four and a half hours they're sitting in a safe place they're learning a lot right one of the other problems i believe that plague the education system is the incompetency of teachers so how does nay disha deal with this problem uh, i was teaching class 5 and i realized class 5 students didn't even know abcd so you know you really felt that is sometimes education only a tick mark because unless you really get into the depth and that is why i make sure that we are we are following the ncert syllabus and i make sure that unless uh, you know you're thorough with one uh, subject you're not going to move on to the next topic uh, we have a teachers trainer who comes to us once a week who prepares the syllabus and also uh, helps the uh, the the teachers with their planners and the teachers are on a voluntary basis no they all paid resources i have nine paid teachers uh, so mrs sit what are say some of the other hurdles that you have faced that you would like to tell us about actually no challenges it's just that my biggest challenge is funding but by the grace of god i think god has been really kind because i think it's more about the the good fortune of these children that uh, keeps me going keeps the funding uh, rolling in you know of course there are hiccups there are lots of times the corporates have problems especially in the last two years with the pandemic right so coming back to the pandemic i'm sure that it you know disrupted nayadasha's classes so how did you manage to continue with your activities if at all you did 2020 no admissions happened 2021 no admissions happened but we continued to be with the children uh, because we realized if we let them go they will never come back to us uh we did online classes for them we did activities for them we did, did a lot of vaccination camps for the parents we distributed a lot of rations and let me also tell you the good thing about the pandemic uh we were doing online classes and activities for the children through their mobile phones and since the parents were sitting at home and we were using the parents phones for these activities the parents learned a lot you know months of the year days of the week how many days in a year which something is i'm sure as parents none of them knew and and uh, when the schools opened up again 
then what kind of changes did you notice like the children drop out was there any change in their behavior in their learning patterns in their learning ability so we closed the at the pandemic with 100 children and to our surprise in february we restarted the school with 100 children again so that was something that probably qualifies to say that whatever whatever we are doing has been appreciated by the community uh, now even these mainstream schools admit children uh, which is age appropriate and what happened is since two years they had no admissions a, mo- a lot of these children became uh, overage and uh, you know having school dropouts is something which is our biggest challenge because after having spent time with the children and then having them drop out uh, goes against other our objective of providing and making a difference to the lives of these children so in july last year what we did is but tens of these students who were overage we enrolled them for class 10 exam through the national institute of open schooling which is nios Uh, so when we of course got this exposure and this introduction to the national institute of open schooling we realized that uh, we could actually introduce that in nidisha also 10 of the class 5 students have been registered for to appear for the exams in nis in march next year right uh, generally speaking for ngos that work in this space it is difficult to ensure that they are at par with those in formal schools so many a times they have to struggle when they join these schools so has it ever happened with students from nidisha and how do you deal with them like now this boy called bapandas who joined us in class 2 then we gave them gave him a scholarship and we admitted him to a school called rao ram singh he was like or 16 years old 15 years old and sitting with class 6 boys so uh, he was uncomfortable and the school was not really happy about doing that so we withdrew him and he's the boy we admitted into uh, o- uh, the open schooling class 10 exam initially as per the ex- uh, previous model these children used to be with us for about a year and a half or two years and then we would get them admitted to other schools and there was no way that we could monitor and supervise and track their performance all through because they went to all very different schools right so here we thought here if we have we uh, admit a child in class 1 and keep that child with us uh, for the next 5 6 7 8 years so they are within our vision and uh, uh, you know we are we are able to control and track their performance so i was reading about the safe spaces initiative that nidisha has started to help uh, these children talk about instances of sexual harassment and domestic abuse and also to educate them about children's rights uh, i have two questions i wanted to know first of all when and how did you identify that this was a problem in the colony without you know being too intrusive so um, as part of um, you know being in the community where there is very little awareness about child rights and you know sexual harassment and protection of children against sexual assaults and stuff like that you know because you would see change in children's behaviors and you knew there was something wrong 
and they would start missing school regular children would have, but and you would have children who would come with bruises on their bodies so when you noticed all that you knew that they were probably being harassed or uh, and sometimes the parents knew about it and sometimes parents were not even aware what was happening to their children that's why we created this uh, program called create safe spaces but and my second question is you know this is a very sensitive topic especially for children to open up about discuss openly and it is very natural for them to you know shut themselves and not really talk about these problems so how easy or difficult was it for them to trust you the first time we cre- uh, we had these workshop it took 5 months for children to start talking to us and when the child started talking to us that's when we got the parents involved uh, to tell them that do you realize that your children are going through some things which is going to impact their growth and they will not grow up normally unless you help them address these issues and i think uh, with that we can conclude this lovely conversation Thank you so much Mrs. Seth for joining us today. All right. So thanks so much Anita for your time. God bless you. This was Seema Seth, founder of the NGO Nidisha and you were tuned into News and Views. The Quint's podcast series will be introduce you to some of the greatest minds across different fields through in-depth interviews. Thank you for listening. and do check out some of the other amazing podcasts that we have to offer on the quints podcast page